Welcome to Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs, the podcast for busy and high-performing entrepreneurs and leaders who are looking to create more energy and optimize their health while upgrading their brain and personal performance with precision. I am your host, Julian Hayes II. I've been involved with health and performance for over a decade. This podcast was created for the high performer who is unapologetically ambitious, the one who moves at a fast pace and operates with an edge, the one who wants to become superhuman. Nothing here is fluff, gimmicky, or feel good. I have little to no interest in simply helping you improve your life. I want to help transform it. By listening to this podcast, expect to have a body that feels just as good as it looks. Expect to possess a swagger and style that gives off an infectious vibe. Expect to command the stage or any boardroom you walk into with your executive presence. And lastly, expect to become your most enhanced self so you can live a limitless life. Now, let's get to the show. up everyone it is julian here from the art of fitness in life and like share and subscribe if you um, haven't already and definitely subscribe if you haven't already and uh, i'm doing this video today um i was just stumbling upon the internet and i came across this video and article from us today talking about the obesity rate in america and uh, i think this is a indication not only for our health right now but also kind of how society thinks about a lot of things. So I'm going to share the video just to get you up to speed and then give you some thoughts and everything afterwards. So I'm going to share this screen here and let's get this bad boy going. There's an epidemic weighing down our nation, contributing to more than 12% of yearly deaths in the U.S. No, it's not COVID-19. That's a pandemic. What we're talking about is a long-standing chronic health problem and it doesn't look to be going anywhere anytime soon. This is the obesity epidemic. Societal circumstances are certainly a factor, with the prevalence of ultra-processed and aggressively marketed foods that are high in fat, salt, and sugar. It's easy to see why we put on the pounds in the first place, but getting them off is a lot harder, and this is linked to our evolutionary biology. Once the human body creates extra fat cells, it's extremely difficult to cut down their numbers. Oh my goodness, these ads. Mm, this is the world we live in now. Pardon me for that. We evolved to hold on to extra pounds, ensuring our survival when food was scarce. Our evolution has yet to catch up with the existence of a fast food joint on every street corner. To make matters worse, experts have found that social pressures around weight loss often cause those who do lose weight to rebound. Stigmas and shame are more likely to create negative emotions and disordered eating, which result in weight gain instead of positive shifts in health and eating habits. So if you've been having trouble losing weight recently, don't be too hard on yourself. It's just in our nature. Hmm. Don't be too hard on yourself. It is just nature. Hmm. I think that bears repeating again. Don't be too hard on yourself. It is just nature. Hmm. You know, when I when I hear these types of things and I'm not going to bash it or anything, that's not really 
that's not my style or anything. And I have another article that I'm going to pull up soon that I'm working on that goes into these points a little more. But that last sentence right there, don't be too hard on yourself. It's just nature. When I hear that, once again, and I recorded a video yesterday. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch it. This is once again talking about that we have no control. That you have no control over your health. There's nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Oops. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's saying that your genes are your destiny. Is it true that um, our biology has not caught up with fast food and all this ultra processed stuff? Absolutely. But uh, will it ever? No, because that food just wasn't ever intended to be placed in our bodies, especially in the amounts that people consume it. So that will never be there. But I want to go back on that sentence real quick to talk about it's just nature. Because that's the whole premise when we think about we have these genes, absolutely. But we have what you call epigenetics, which means above the gene. And that is going to dictate how this specific gene is going to express itself. So I want to give you a couple examples here. And we're going to relate this to obesity and weight gain. And because this is one of the main things I do and that I consult about. So when you're looking at someone's genetics, there are specific genes that are associated with the increased prevalence in obesity in the likelihood of gaining weight and having a hard time keeping it off. But notice the keyword I said there was a probability and a difficult time. I didn't say it's impossible. I didn't say that you just accept it. And just take it. Take what's being ushered out to you. Take what's being delivered to you. Now, if we're looking outside the health complex right now, and you're looking through the lens of society right now in a lot of places in the world, where it seems that regimes and governments have kind of overstepped their boundaries, this is kind of the same thing here. Just take what's being dished out to you. But let's get back on the health thing right now, right? So. Let's start with insulin and, you know, and I'll do a separate video and episodes on this as well. But as we know, blood sugar is a key thing when it comes to, you could say diabetes. I call it blood sugar dysregularities. That's my legal talk right now. Cause you know, anytime I talk about this, this is not health advice. I, this is for entertainment purposes only and all that good stuff. I'm not a doctor. I played one for one year and do not want to go back at all. So, now that that's out of the way, insulin and controlling our blood glucose, that's a big part. And that can lead to a whole other host of issues. And for today's purposes, let's look at it through the, the lens of weight loss. And some people have a higher propensity for blood sugar issues. And this can be backed up when you're looking through your A1C your fasting insulin, your fasting glucose, which are three tests 
that I think everyone should go get. A lot of times when you go to the doctor now and the test that you get is a fasting glucose, but it's not giving you the entire picture over the last few months and how everything's going. So when you do that, make sure to get the fasting insulin, fasting glucose, and the um, A1C. I had an awesome interview with Dr. Philip Ovedia, who is an absolute expert on this. And um, I will link that in the show. I will link that below as well. And, and so myself, for an example, I'm in the highest category in this insulin propensity in terms of having issues and dysregularities with it. But though I'm in the highest category, it doesn't mean that this is going to express itself, that this is going to happen. It just means should I fall off on my beneficial lifestyle behaviors, on my eating, my nutrition, my sleeping, my stress, all those good things that lead to a body getting out of homeostasis, this will be one of the first things that would show up for me. Nothing cognitive, most likely, but something with my blood sugar. And this is the problem with taking things at face value, going back on genetic testing, because I can look at my report and take it at face value and change everything, but I need not to. And this is where systems mentality comes into play. Because though I'm in the highest category for that, I go check those three markers that I mentioned and I have a markers episode that I'm going to do as well soon to tell you a bunch of different things and things that I include inside the practice, the firm. And my scores are fantastic. So this gene is there, but it's not expressing itself. And this goes back to genetics is essentially the gun, but the epigenetics is what pulls the trigger. I'm sure you've heard of now there's obesity genes. There's, you know, and you can call it that. And the most popular one is called the FTO gene. And it deals with satiety. These people, you just have a hard time feeling like you're full. So you just keep eating because you're not getting the signal. The gut, the brain, they're having communication issues. And so you just keep eating because you're not getting that signal to stop. Typically, most of us, we get that signal. We get that red light of, hey, stop. You've had enough to eat. But these people, and then you combine, combine that with a MC4R gene. And there's some other genes as well, but I'm not going to, I don't think it's necessary to just rattle off a bunch of genes here. We're not in, we're not in, uh, this is not genetics class. And plus it gives, as long as you have the big idea in your hand, that's the most important thing. And so a person has this and perhaps they are in the more of the higher category for a higher propensity. Does it mean that they're going to get obese? Does it mean that they are going to be relegated in life? to being overweight? And my answer is absolutely not. Because once you know this thing, once you have the information, you have the power, you take the power back now because you have the information. And this is the key in life. This is the key when it comes to our health, when it comes to our finances, when it comes to generational health and generational wealth. It's not really a race thing. 
as the world tries to put it. It's really an information issue that some people just don't have the information. Some people have not just had the exposure that others have had, that things can be different. So in this example, it's quite easy. Someone with the FTOG, one of the first things you can do is start adding more bulk to your diet. And by bulk, I mean an easy one is to have fiber. Add more sol soluble fiber in particular to your nutritional regimen. Aim up to 35 grams, a little higher for men. And what that is going to do is going to slow down everything. And it's going to help with the satiety issue, with this communication issue that's going on inside your brain. And so I'm going to quickly show this article real quick. And I thought it was... um. I thought it was interesting, some of the points on there. So let's scroll through this bad boy real quick. And this this is a, this was the same video that I showed at the beginning. So, and I'll go through some of the points here. And this point was interesting. Extra weight increases risk in the long run, but fat shaming hurts now. And... Uh, I think body positivity can have its own. You can talk about that forever, but my eyes tell me that there's never been a more accepting time of people that are struggling with their weight than it is now. If anything, if you say anything about people in their weight, you tend to get, you tend to get the the mob that comes after you. So I, I don't agree that there's all this fat shaming going on now. I think there's a lot of people that are celebrating in this body positivity movement. And I will say though, that a lot of times that people that are clamoring for this body positivity is uh, they're not necessarily promoting health. And so this is where we have to separate those things that we have a optimal, healthy body cannot be overweight. But what I'm, but that doesn't also mean when I say that, that everyone is going to be lean. Everyone's going to, um, oh, I'm sorry, I have my screen messed up the whole time. Everyone, that everyone is going to be um, a certain shape because we have different body types. Um, we call them now, you can hear ectomorph, endomesomorph. If you're from the Ayurveda times, it will be the vata, pitta, kapha. And so you have different shapes. Each person is healthy. Some people are going to have a naturally thinner frame. Some people are going to have more of a broad frame. Some people are going to have a little more uh, meat to them. But not in the way that where they're just overweight and unhealthy. But that's just their natural frame. I, I call one of my friends. He's husky compared to me. I'm a little more uh, just, um, I would say, naturally like limber and just long limb. And so we have to keep these things in mind and hold two ideas with one thing. So as we go down here, what we eat matters, researchers search for the best diet. I agree with this. What we eat absolutely matters. One of the worst things that we've done, and I think society's getting rid of this a little bit, is blanket is offering blanketed diet advice. 
telling everyone that we should eat a certain type of way or, or following certain trends just because it seems to work for somebody else. You know, we had this with the paleo. You had this with the keto. I think there's carnivore now. There's vegan, all these different lifestyles. And best diet, I like to use the word most ideal diet. Ideal is combining your preferred lifestyle with also your unique DNA and how your labs are looking and everything right now. Because sometimes you might have to eat a certain way to get back into homeostasis. And then once you get there, then you can change it a little bit. So that's, let's go down to another one in here. And so this, this is a big one. And this is what I harped on earlier. People don't choose to be fat. They live in a system they don't control. Now, is there food deserts that exist in the world? Yes. Is it harder for some people? Absolutely. But we have a choice. We have a choice. We have a choice to, we have a choice of what we decide to put into our mouths. We have a choice in deciding what we can educate and learn about and reach out to for help. We have a choice in getting some activity in. I'm not even saying you talking about a gym. We have a choice to go outside and walk. We have a choice. We have a choice for all these things. We have a choice in deciding to go to bed at night and not stay up and binge. Um, whatever people watch late at night, maybe it's Netflix or something. I don't know. I'm a very old man in that regard, but we absolutely have a choice. And to say that is to keep us in a perpetual victim state and to just once again, just take it and to say that we have no control over our destiny, which is not true because I have to keep, I will keep mentioning this, that your genes are not your destiny. Your genes are merely clues to your past. Your genes are merely clues to who you were and who you came from and how you got to where you are in this present moment. But the epigenetics, that component dictates and can mold your future to your liking. And that future can be molded by the, de by the decisions, the choices, the actions, the habits, the relationships that you have, the, the vocation that you have. You are definitely in control of all of these things. So maybe the system's out to get you. Maybe the system's out to numb you but the system does not have to control you so i did i did not like that point i don't agree with that one uh new new drug surgery delivery comes at a cost i mean i think that i mean that's that's, that's true especially in america healthcare is expensive america surgeries are expensive but for a lot of people and i i assume this types of surgeries are for people that are it's the excess excess ones it's not the people who are like 20 30 40 pounds overweight 50 pounds 100 pounds overweight they can they can definitely lose that and so and the last one here is how will obesity affect the kids and this is absolutely starting almost from birth well actually this actually is not true Someone's obesity and propensity to struggle with their weight actually begins once they are um, in the form of conception. 
in terms of their mother and their father and how their health was when they were conceiving the kid and how the mother's diet is during the whole process of, of those nine months. And this is why one of the things you can do for those who are out there and thinking about conceiving a child down the road is to get as optimized as possible before you have your kid. Now, I know this sounds weird because some people are like, well, a lot of times kids just happen. It just happens, right? And that's all fine and dandy. But what if you took, I, this is my plan. This is what I would do. You take three you take three to four months, especially for a guy, because you want the healthiest sperm possible for that man. Three to four months. And you're just supremely optimized. And the same thing with um, the, the woman is that she is optimized as well. Because then, as you're combining forces, as I like to call it, I'm such a nerd, as I give some of the terminology here, you are putting that child in the best position to come out as healthy as possible, as optimal, in terms of his whole um, human system. And so we absolutely have control over this. And so as I get ready to wrap this up, this went a little longer than I wanted it to, so apologies for that, but I get a little long-winded. Um, you have more control than you realize. And I think this, and I will keep saying this. That's one of the, the, the missions here is when we talk about generational health and wealth is that you do have more control than you think how you eat and take care of yourself today affects not only the people after you, the first generation after you, but the next generation after you. And if you're, if you're curious about that, look at the Dutch famine and look how it affected the, the numerous generations that came after. And so your genes are not your destiny. They're just clues to your past. Your genes are just a gun. Epigenetics pulls the trigger. Epigenetics is what molds the future. So you have absolutely more control than you could think about. So do not let these things deter you from still putting in the work out there if you're not where you want to be today. And this can apply to, to your health and to your wealth and to your life relationships, whatever it is. Keep putting the work in one step at a time. I will talk to you tomorrow. Stay awesome. Be limitless. Peace. If you are a high-performance entrepreneur, leader, or executive looking to supercharge your energy and become the most enhanced version of yourself without the guesswork, and you're tired of cookie-cutter templates, randomly guessing and hoping the next thing will work, and you actually want a precise and bespoke health optimization and performance roadmap that is in-depth, data-driven, and custom-tailored specifically for you, then my superhuman coaching programs are probably a good fit for you. No stones will be left untouched. Now, it's not a good fit for you if you're someone who does not want to invest the time, the commitment, nor the energy into getting the results. But if you are someone who is ready to start their end of one journey, upgrade their body and brain with precision, and truly live a limitless life, I invite you to apply by heading over to theartofitisinlife.com forward slash us. And you'll get the opportunity to talk with me for 60 minutes and we'll take a deep dive into where you currently are and where you're trying to go. And then we'll decide if this is a good fit for you and me. And if it is, I'll extend an invitation for us to work together. Once again, to apply, head over to theartofitisinlife.com forward slash us. I look forward to hearing from you.